Welcome back to the Money Pick Podcast brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. I'm your host, Reed Trigo, and today on the show, we are joined by GIA Lead Wealth Advisor, Justin Pitcock, for a discussion about Justin Pitcock. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Good day. Welcome, Justin. It's inter- international... Talk like a pirate day is what I'm told. Arr. I haven't verified that. Is that so. right? Yep. Good well, day. You wouldn't want to get Maybe that wrong. Brush, but yeah. <laughs> that's great. So wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, just talk like a pirate. That's right. It's <laughs> great. Anytime. Who cares? Justin, um, yeah. Hey, we just want to do an episode here to get to know you better. I think that people need to know our advisors here a little bit better, um, other than just the advice they give. Uh, on various episodes. So just wanted to talk to you, get to know you, know you a little bit. So just take me back a little bit. Um, how did you end up get to GIA and how long ago was it? So Tim Goodwin had no choice, but to hire me. <laughs> Is that right? You, okay. He, <clears throat> he was, he was pinned, you know, in a you know hard spot, but I started out as an auditor and um, actually audited Goodwin Investment Advisory. And uh, when you're an auditor, nobody likes you. And so I didn't want to be an auditor forever. It was great experience. I got to audit firms all over the state of Georgia. You just had no friends. And with no friends, is very lonely. And trying to make friends, I decided I would proactively take the Series 65 exam, which is like the minimum requirement to be a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. It's the investment advisor law exam. That's the name of the series 65 exam. And plus as an auditor, I feel like I should be able to pass that exam as an auditor. So anyways, I, I did that. Um, and then did an audit on Goodwin investment advisory, by the way, it was just like an, a regular, you know, check-in audit. We tried to go see all the advisors across the state every three years. And, um, so anyways, did that audit and, um, and so got to know Tim. I had actually previously met Tim when I was doing my MBA at Barry College and his operations director, Joanna, who also graduated from Barry. So kind of had met these folks before, but got to know them, you know, in the business really well mm-hmm. through the audit. And uh, anyways, so um, in the meantime, after the audit, I'd, I'd taken that Series 65 exam um, and then started just keeping my eye open for job postings. And I was looking on the online websites like Indeed and happened to come across this posting for, you know, the uh, investment advisor position on Indeed. And it was Tim Goodwin listing that for a Goodwin investment advisor. I was like, oh, great. I know these people. Wow. They run a good business. Like, uh, you know, I, I already feel like I know their business. So um, I called uh, Goodwin investment advisor and said, hey, um, uh, I'm sure you remember me, but um, you don't like me. But you might remember me. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'd like to apply for the for the job. And uh, so Tim tells me that he's like, "Well, if I don't hire you, like, what are the consequences?" <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, he had no choice; he had to hire me. That was a little over five years ago, and uh, it's been the best choice I've ever made. Awesome. So we're around 2018 then. Yes. Okay. We're, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, what did you do before this? You mentioned Barry. Growing up, um, I always had an interest in finance, which is what led me to go get my MBA. At the time, I was working at Redmond Hospital up in Rome. 
kind of worked all over the hospital, um, just depending on where they need it, manpower. Um, but I, I spent most of my time in the business office. And uh, when I was in the business office, I wore a hat uh, that was called the financial counselor. I helped people with you know their medical bills and when they had kind of uh, issues with agreeing with what they were getting charged and all that, like help them sort all those things out. And, uh, and it's like, gosh, you know, getting to deal with finance a little bit, but you know, I really like investments. I like financial planning. I'm going to go get my MBA. So I did that at, at Barry college, which is right down the road. So I was able to do the MBA program while working. And, um, and then eventually this position at the secretary of state, for Georgia came up and I got to work for Brian Kemp and uh, work in that auditor position. So I did that for a couple of years, worked my way up to be the the lead auditor there and, um, and then decided I was tired of being lonely and <laughs> became an investment advisor. You, you just said something so. a minute ago uh, talking about the hospital that uh, you worked with people who had trouble agreeing with their charges. Yeah. So this pretty much so, everybody. Just for our <laughs> listeners. But this is so Justin. He has a way of taking the phrase billing dispute and turning it into people <laughs> who are having trouble agreeing with what they're being charged. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, that is that wasn't a fun job either, but no, was, uh, you, somebody had to do it. Wow. Well yeah. you've had five years of like actually being able to have friends. This is <laughs> yeah. really This is great. <laughs> no wonder you're so happy. <laughs> Okay. All right. Awesome. But I just wanted to point that out. That is so Justin in the way he worded that. Um, okay. So yeah. Wow. You might've already swerved into this, but why, why did you decide to become a financial advisor? Actually, while I was working at the hospital of having, uh, this interest in finance and, and just talking to my coworkers and my, uh, just friend network is I realized like a lot of folks don't know the difference between Roth and pre-tax. So I'd get questions like, should I save in the Roth, uh, the Roth 401k option or the pre-tax option? How much should I be saving? All these basic financial questions. And I, I realized, gosh, there's such a need for this. And I, I naturally had an interest in it. I love the stock market and investments and learning about the way the economy works and, and, Taxes too. I, I think of that as like a puzzle. Like, how can we figure out to pay Uncle Sam the least? <laughs> and and getting getting to know the the tax code. I mean, there's a lot of people call them loopholes. I, I think they're just incentives. They loopholes. It's totally putting the wrong connotation on what these things are. These are incentives that are meant to be there to incentivize certain behavior, and the reward is to pay less in taxes. So let's do the things that help us to pay less and less taxes, right? Amazing. Yep, yep. Um, he did it again, by the way. Loopholes, incentives. He just changes the way nah. he phrases things. <laughs> so tell me about some of your hobbies personally. Oh, man, I, I love to do just about anything outdoors, whether it's hunting, fishing, mountain biking, backpacking, cooking on the smoker. Um, I love to do barbecue. Um, so all pretty much all those things. Yep. We just had a, a conversation before we started about <laughs> cooking on a Weber kettle grill or yep. smoker. Yeah. Justin threatened to uh, cook our, our pig podcast mascot. Oh, we yeah. have notorious P I G here. <laughs> He's a cook, little pig. 
and uh, his ceramic, but you don't want to cook him. But puts puts those uh, put those ribs on the smoker. <laughs> right. Better watch out, PIG. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, so I feel like each of our advisors here at GIA kind of has a sweet spot or a unique skill they bring to client relationships. What's yours? I love working with business owners that you know, primarily because they've, they've got more of a complex situation where we can take into consideration certain tax credits that might be available for them. Maybe we can do a 401k or another, a different type of retirement plan. Um, and, and bringing there's, they're really a, a, in a situation to accumulate wealth and how, how can we solve that tax puzzle? So to help them pay the least amount of taxes over their lifetime. And there's just a lot of incentives in the tax code that I can, I can help those folks with. And, uh, and then probably the other group is folks that are getting near uh, retirement and they're starting to uh, think about strategy, you know, when, when they should retire, when they, um, what are they going to do for healthcare between retirement and uh, when, when Medicare starts. So sometimes there's, you know, if they retire before 65, there's this, this break, what are you going to do for healthcare? Uh, well, all right, there's solutions for that. And again, tax strategy comes into play for that as well. And then, you know, maybe it's the question is, okay, well, how can we maximize social security? Should I start now? Should I start later? We need to bring in knowledge of uh, the tax code, knowledge of just all how the different pieces play so that the smallest amount of their social security gets taxed. Because social security can either be taxed or not taxed, depending on how much other taxable income you have. So there's a lot of moving parts there that that I can help provide a lot of value in. Yeah, I feel like we talk uh, with our clients and and here as a team a lot about like this left brain, right brain phenomenon. It's the left brain wants to do all the math and make sure the X's and Y's and everything adds up or doesn't or balance and whatever. And the right brain is more about just peace and stability yep. and, and calm and, you know, lack of anxiety in, in finances. And I do think you come very left brained, but you have a bent that a lot of fully left brain people don't have. And that is you do take into that, that right, right brain the piece, section. The peace of mind part. It's a huge part of the success of your left brain decision. If you don't have peace of, uh, peace of mind, doesn't matter how good the numbers look. That's that strategy is not going to work for you because your right brain is going to sabotage that. So you got to bring both parts together. Make sure that your right and left brain are in agreement. And and so, especially with retirement planning, gosh, when you know folks ask, well, how much should I have in cash? Well, I can give you a numbers answer, or like what's going to work for you based on behavioral finance, and that's where the right brain comes in. I remember Tim one time I asked him something about, oh, advice he would give to someone going into this industry. He said, you know, most people think I would tell them to go get a finance degree. I wouldn't. I would tell them to go get a psychology degree. Because yep. it's, yeah. yep, there's, uh, the emotion can ruin your retirement. And so we have to know what, what those natural tendencies are and, and build a plan around that based on the numbers. But. So you talked a couple minutes ago about 
clients who are generally good for you, business owners nearing retirement, want to yeah. talk tax strategy, mm-hmm. make sure they can maximize tax incentives, as yep. you say. That's right. Um, I think also people who share some of your common interests, like outdoors and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's probably one of the most enjoyable things about being a wealth advisor is getting to spend pe- or time with the people that I've grown a meaningful relationship with, go fishing with people, you know, getting to just enjoy uh, life stories, you know, talking about barbecue. Gosh, you know, what did you do that worked so good on on the smoker? Or, you know, what did you learn not to do? And uh, so just getting to share those experiences and uh, just, you know, I think finance is what brought us together initially, but I think what keeps those meaningful relationships going is that common interest. So that's great. And you get yeah. to build relationships with clients that last for a oh, long yeah. time. Hopefully for, yeah. Maybe generations. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and as financial advisors, we manage and balance portfolios, but the unique value is that we work to understand our clients' individual goals. We get to know them so that we can have these kind of planning conversations that are so personal and unique to each individual. So thanks for being with us, Justin. Yeah, thanks for asking about me. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. All right, let's go cook something on the grill. Sounds good. All right. See you next time, listeners. Thanks for listening. Hey, and also, if you have a question for us, email us at moneypig at goodwininvestment.com. And wherever you're getting this podcast, like, subscribe, rate, review. We want five stars every time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. The Money Pig Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo, a financial advisor at Goodwin Investment Advisory. This podcast is intended to share information and perspectives, but should not be interpreted as legal, financial, or tax advice. The opinions shared by participants are not necessarily endorsed by the company. Goodwin Investment Advisory is regulated by the SEC, and the company operates in compliance with applicable securities, laws, and regulations. 